Hello, welcome to the final swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the final swipe. I am your host, Nikki Novo. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful to be able to have these conversations with you guys. So thank you for being here. So today we're going to talk about a not so easy topic, not an easy conversation. Um, most of the times when I bring this up with clients and my students and the, in the group memberships, um, you know, not everybody likes to hear this. So we're going to talk about what I like to call the placeholder, the placeholder in your life. Some of you may have this, some of you may not, um, but a lot of you will. So for those of you who do have this, keep your ears open. So the placeholder is basically the person that we kind of keep around as our just in case, um, you know, just in case this whole thing doesn't work out. I have this person to um, fall back on. Uh, you know, it's kind of like those people that we make agreements with, like, if you're not married by, you know, 40 and I'm not married by 40, like, let's just get married and have kids, that kind of situation. Uh, sometimes it's obvious, right? Um, and then other times it's unspoken. Um, and either way, it's takes up space, you guys. Um, some of you may not even like be ready to admit it to yourself that you have this situation going on. But it's important to take a look at it and to really consider it because you don't notice, but this person, even though they're not like, you know, sorry, my husband just walked in. So if you hear that, babe, I'm recording, babe, he just walked away. Okay. (laughs) So it's real life, you guys, real life here. So, um, you know, like having this, we don't realize that this person actually takes up some space in our lives. We think like, oh no, I'm totally open. I'm totally available. And the truth is like, it's like, how can we really be bold and like put ourselves out there and like go after it and like really open up to love? If like in the back, we're like, ah, like I don't have to really try that hard because at the end of the day, I have this little safety net. And like the funny thing is that the safety net, like, sucks, right? It's like not even like what you really want, because if you wanted it, you would have, you know, gone after it and and move forward. And, but the truth is that this person that is kind of holding this space for you is typically somebody that doesn't even, doesn't even fit all the things that are on your list. It doesn't make them a bad person. Um, it doesn't, you know, we don't want to get to a place that like we have to hate them. It's just that it's energetically like not the right match for us. It's not the right fit for us. And, um, that's the reason that like we're not together. And and that's the reason, you know, we haven't tried to make this work, but as much as you think that it is not holding you back, it is because we don't have the space. We don't go as far as we need to go, right? Like we don't push ourselves enough knowing that we have, um, this person on the side. It also has like an energy of like, shame. And, um, sometimes these people that we keep on the side are like our ex-boyfriends and we're like angry and there's, there's weird energy connected to that too. Um, it's shame would be like, or guilt if it's somebody that like likes you more than you like them. And then if it's more like, Oh, an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend that we just kind of keep around because even though like they broke up with us or whatever, but like we kind of do this back and forth thing, like that's more of like a kind of controlling, like shameful kind of just trying to control them. And that energy is 
it's not, it's not great either. So the way that I see this in my practice a lot with people is that I see it as like these, I see it as energetic cords, which you've heard me talk about before, where like we threw a cord to them, they threw a card to us. And like, we're just, you're just kind of like keeping each other there and kind of this safety net kind of controlling type of way. So imagining that cord and really thinking about this, and I hope that this conversation brings us up, you know, brings it up to you, really thinking about it seriously and being like, okay, I, it's time, you know, it's like, I'm getting ready to release that. And it may not happen overnight because some of you have had these, um, placeholders for years, you know, like it could be like eight years, 10 years that you're going about this. Um, and some of you, you know, may just be like a year, but it doesn't mean that this is going to happen overnight, but at least like if we can start thinking about, okay, I'm going to start allowing myself to get ready to let go of that relationship of to let go of um this placeholder to really release them and why do we release them first of all of course we release them for ourselves the thing is that when we think about like releasing for ourselves i think it's easy to go to weird places like first you want to try to get like angry at the other person and be like he's not even that good or she's not even that good and he's holding me back she's holding me back but that's like not enough to cut the cord because that's not true. Like at the end of the day, there's some sort of love there. Um, typically there is um, soulmate stuff too. A lot of the times that I see this in my practice, it's because the two people were our soulmates that they've been, um, they've been, they've lived a, a past life together and it doesn't have to be romantic. It could just be like sisters or brothers or parents, whatever. And, um, now in this lifetime, this person seems very familiar. Um, it, it feels like I can be myself with this person and in some way, you know, like there's this, there's this knowing with that person, like we've done this before. So that's why it also makes it hard to let go of this relationship. Even if you don't want to be with a person, it's just like, Oh, like I know this person And, and I've had, I've had this situation before I had somebody like this and it was more like, he liked me more than, more than, I, and I also did this with my ex too. I mean, I've done it a few times. <laughs> um, but like, it's, you know, for the people that like us more, let's say, you know, it's just not, it's also not fair. Like they need to be able to, you know, like they need to move on. They need to be able to, um, find the love and find love that they really deserve. And as do you. So when we think about cutting, you know, getting ready to be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to get ready to let this go remembering that you're doing it yes of course for yourself because you know that like by holding on to this you're not um you're not putting yourself in the position to be as brave as you could be it's like it's almost like you got to put your you got to put your back against the against the wall to do the things that are uncomfortable and if you have this little you know you know um security blanket you're not going to go as far as you need to go and you're just always going to stay stuck and it's going to be a very long process to, to find that kind of love, right? So when we release, when we let go of the security blanket, when we let go of the, um, I think about like the tightrope, what's it called? The, oh my God, you guys, I'm forgetting. You're like screaming at me through your, through your car and through your earphones, whatever. The um, thing that we would fall on, right? <laughs> um, like by having that, basically 
we don't push ourselves as much as we we need to and it just it extends this dating process so much longer cuz you you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone you guys to find the love that you want like where you are right now is not attracting that love because you got you got to you got to challenge yourself you got to go outside of what you're comfortable with you got to evolve and grow and that requires being uncomfortable but if we have this little safety, safety net, right, guys? <laughs> if we have this little safety net, then um, you know you don't ever have to do that stuff. So when we remove the safe, when we remove the safety net from you, your back is going to be up against the wall, and you're gonna you're gonna push yourself farther than you would if you had it. So that's of course one reason. But the other reason, of course, is because you love this person, even if he's a, if he sucks and you know, like whatever you guys have been mean to each other in the past and you have this weird, complicated relationship at the end of the day, you both deserve real love, you know, and by holding each other, you know, energetically that way, neither of you are getting that. And if you really care for this person, you don't even have to make this person like an evil person, right? Like, cause we want sometimes to like get mad at the person and be angry at the person. So we have the courage to leave them. But a lot of times we can't do that because we can, there's, it's, there's so much history that it's like, you can't even say who was right or who was wrong, but it is important to be like, I love you and I love me. And like, we deserve like really beautiful relationships this lifetime. And by doing what we're doing, like neither of us are, is getting there. So I release you not because of me or, or not only because of me, but, bef- but for you too, because I believe that you, I love you so much that I know that you deserve better love. And a lot of times when we release those people, like they start like kicking back, you know, like they'll, they'll step it up a notch when they realize that you're like letting, letting go of them. Um, and you don't have to necessarily have a conversation about this, right? Like it's just like, really creating that distance. It's kind of like when you had a really close friend and for some reason, something separated you guys, maybe you started dating different people or you moved to a different city. Like it wasn't like, we're going to have a conversation and talk about that. We're not going to be friends anymore. It was just kind of like the slow fade. So you, you, that's how this would happen. It would be some sort of, it would be more of a slow process. Like it doesn't have to have a conversation unless the person is a relentless. And like, you have to be like, listen, like we both need to move on if, if you feel like that needs to happen. But a lot of the times when you start pulling back, the person will, will go even harder because they realize you're pulling back and you have to just remember why you're doing this. Like you're doing this because you're really giving yourself a shot at real love of like, of the love that you really, you really deserve. Then what you'll notice is that once you start going through that process, you are going to mourn the loss and you may even have like a last hurrah or a, um, like kind of like a relapse where you hook up with the person or you, or whatever. And that's okay. Like that's normal. It's, it's sad to let go of something like this, you know, that, that has been for many lifetimes, a lot of the times, but so don't judge yourself for that or anything like that, but just know, okay, like this is just part of like the letting the shedding and the letting go process. And then after that, knowing that like you may experience some mourning, you know, like, because what happens is at some point, like your brain decided like, oh, well, if all, all, if all else fails, I'll just end up with this person. And now we've like taken that person like out of, you know, out of the picture and your brain's like, oh my God, where do I go? So in that moment, like you're going to start mourning almost as if you like lost, you know, like if you're breaking up with somebody. So really having you're going to have to be prepared with something else for your brain. You're going to have to tell your brain, like, 
you're going to have to give your brain a new North Star, a new future. So the new future is like, you have got to give it a plan, basically. Like, we're going to, um, you know, really work on this. You're going to join one of Nikki's um, programs. You're going to, uh, whatever, if it's therapy or you're going to put yourself out there, you're going to get on the apps, like whatever it is that you're going to do, but that like you're going to find love. And actually a lot of times in order to do this, we have to believe that we're going, that there's another possibility that we're going to actually find love. So if you feel like, I, I don't know, Nikki, this is making me really feel uncomfortable. You, you may have to ask yourself, you may have to be like, you know what, maybe I need to work on believing that this is possible for me, believing that there's actually another option for me, believing that there is love out there for me. And once you work to work on that, then you'll be able to let this person go. So, you know, knowing that, knowing that like you may have to do that a little bit so that you can let this person go. Cause if you let go of the person and you don't, and your brain has nowhere else to, to grasp, like nothing else to catch up on, nothing else to grab onto, it's, it's going to really freak out and it could be really detrimental. So just making sure that you're doing that, right. That you're, that you're preparing, that you're letting it have another North star because without knowing, oh my gosh, now my husband is getting ice. Let's wait for him. You guys can totally hear the ice machine, right? Babe, I'm recording. No, he's just not going to talk. Okay. So (laughs) you um, don't know, but you're, you know, like, and that's why breakups are so hard because basically the, the brain has committed to a future. It has, it has um, planned its future. It has this vision. And all of a sudden when you take that person away, the brain has nowhere to go. It's like, oh my God, like I had been planning all these things based on this person, based on this future. And now that doesn't exist and it really is a trauma. So you're going to experience the same thing by letting go of this person because this was your backup plan, right? So you're like taking away the backup plan. So before you take up the backup plan, take away the backup plan, make sure you're doing the things to really believe that this is possible for you and realize that the backup plan is, he's really trying to mess up my recording today, you guys. <laughs> realizing that your backup plan um, is so limiting. It's like limit. First of all, your backup plan is like, it's basically saying like, if all else fails, I'm going to settle. So like, if you're saying that, do you like, it's, it's just a sign that you don't believe in this, like that you don't believe that there's somebody out there for you. Right. So like you're like, don't even date, like don't even go through the pain because by having a backup plan, like it's just showing us how you, you don't really believe in this. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, if you don't think it's hindering you, I'm telling you, I've seen this so much in my practice and it's hindering you. Sometimes it's like, even just, um, it's even just like, sometimes I see people with like really close guy friends that, um, that they like depend on that guy friend for everything. I've even seen people who do it like with their family that they, they have such a close connection to their family or their friends that it keeps them so like secure that they don't feel the need to put themselves out there. Like they'll tell themselves like, Oh, this is enough for me. Like I feel so um, like belong, I belong so much to my family or I belong so much to my friends or whatever. Like this is like enough for me. And they really like fill up that space. And that is beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful to be friends with you, you know, to have close friends and to have your family and all that kind of stuff. But it also, it basically what you're doing is like filling up that void of not having your person. 
And when you fill up that void, you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like you don't even notice it yet. You want it. But like, since you don't notice it and because you don't really feel the void, you don't really feel the space. You're like, ah, I don't really have to work that hard. Like I'm okay. I don't have to work like that hard, you know? So that's why I always say like, you know, it's important to create some space to, to imagine the void, you know, to be like, okay, on Sunday morning, maybe I'm not going to go to my best friend's son's soccer game. Like maybe I'll just go to brunch by myself and realize that like really what I want is to have my person and not be kind of like the supporting role in everybody else's life. Right. Being able to see that, um, that like by filling up by really like hiding behind our families or our close friends. I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with that. And maybe, and maybe that's what you choose. Like, you know, we all have those like growing up. I mean, I remember having like the teacher that like never got married and just like, you know, kind of hid behind her, like her students or like was always like involved in the church or whatever, which is beautiful. Like it's a decision, but also for many of us, it could be the cowardly decision, right? It could be the coward decision of like, I don't ever really want to put myself out there. I'm like so afraid of, of stretching and going outside of my comfort zone that I kind of just hide behind these places and I really fill up my life with other people's lives. But you deserve to have your own life with your own partner doing the things that you want to do and like you making the choices rather than kind of having to go along with like what other people have created. So like you're an active creator as opposed to like a consumer of other people's lives. So if you think, if this is resonating with you, my suggestion would be to create a little bit of space to start saying no to some things, to start um, letting yourself feel that void, like being like, okay, this is me Saturday night, like staying at my place all by myself. Like I'm not going to go hang out with my best friend and her husband um, and watch whatever show. Like I'm going to be alone and see like what that feels like. And when you start to feel that, then you're going to be like, okay, it feels pretty painful. And I would, and like, that's the thing that ends up moving us. Like, cause a lot of times, unfortunately we learn from the contrast, right? We're like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want to be alone anymore. Like I don't want to feel this way anymore. So I'm going to do something that almost like the pain of being alone gets stronger than the pain of putting yourself out there. The pain of change, the pain of, um, you know, stretching and, and expanding. So, you know, like at some point that becomes, that becomes stronger. And then that's what makes you move because we do need you guys. We do need you to stretch. We do need you to go outside your comfort zone, outside your friends, doing the things that like make you feel awkward. Um, that may be apps or that may be going out. That may be flirting. It's different for everybody, but we do like, you know, love is already calling you to expand. Our souls are using this opportunity to expand, to grow. Um, that's the point of this, right? So, if we choose not to and have these little backup plans or have these things that hold up space, then we don't grow the way we're supposed to. And therefore also we don't find like that kind of love. We end up finding like, now they're doing the microwave, you guys. <laughs> I really gotta, I really gotta get myself in studio. So, um, you know, then we end up just settling, which is what that backup plan is all about. It's like, ah, well, if all else fails, just settle with this. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person and it doesn't mean that they don't, that they're, that they don't have great things. It just means it's not the right energetic fit for you. So 
I hope this episode inspires you. If it resonates with you, I do hope that you start taking the steps. Of course, take it at your own pace, um, little by little, for sure. Don't like overwhelm yourself. There's no rush. Um, but really getting yourself ready to start releasing those backup plans, to start releasing those you know, people that we keep on the side or, or, or really filling up our time with other people's lives. And really little by little, taking that step towards courage and courage doesn't mean that like you're not afraid, right? I do things that I'm afraid to do all the time, but noting, noticing that like when you do, um, stretch yourself and get a little uncomfortable, it just means you're growing. And the point is to find love. You're going to have to do something different this time. So doing something different when you're feeling uncomfortable, you can be like, Oh, okay, well at least I'm doing something different. So I'm knowing I'm going to have a different outcome and I'm really excited about that. All right. I hope this episode helped. Um, feel free to find me on Instagram and send me any DMs with questions. I'm, I uh, would really love to start answering people's questions on the podcast. So if you have any questions for me, please do send them my way. Um, also, leave, uh, leave a rating, please, you guys. That helps so much. It helps me so much. It helps me get this message out to more people. So if you can do that for me, I would super, super duper appreciate it. And... That's it for today. Love you so much. Thanks for dealing with my family going in and out of the house. It's just, if I don't record this way, I'll just never get to the recording. So thanks for um, putting up with that and being here with me. Love you much and see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com. 